Hello everyone and welcome to the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. My name is Pakala Kiara and I'll be your host. Here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health. We will talk about therapy, interventions, mental health and life experiences. Remember, if you like it, feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. This is part three of volume three, Conversations about ASD with Jani Kiara. So now that we've talked about those things, we can move on to probably like diagnosis. Um and how we went about that and why we went about that and how we felt about that, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll let you start because it kind of all started with you. (laughs) Well, well, it started with our brother. Our brother was diagnosed a long time ago. Uh, He is now 14. He was diagnosed when he was two. Two. Yeah. um, With autism. Uh, but even not, now, was it hard for mum to push? Like ever, a lot of doctors told her, which is too young. Yeah, he's too young. He's just delayed, which is the most common thing a lot of parents get. Is yes. there's nothing wrong with your child? They're just a little bit delayed. Yeah, it'll come good. It will get better. And I experienced that myself with my own son. Um, but I'll they're get just to that. shy for now. Yeah, I'll get to that as well. But. Um, yeah, he wasn't. Our brother Kalani was non-verbal until he was five. Um, yep. So we had to learn. Harming. Yeah, harmed others. Um, we had to learn lots of different things. We taught him sign language. Well, mum, mum did a lot of this. Um, he went to speechy speech pathologists, um, OTs, occupational therapists. Mum um, also pretty much everything under the sun and in therapy Kalani has done. <laughs> yes, and she also restructured his diet, which has really, really helped him immensely. So don't listen to people when they say that doesn't help, because I think that's probably the number one thing that helped Kalani the most. Yeah, um, and his my, food. Yeah, my mum probably has a lot more info on that. But um, yeah, so Kalani was diagnosed a long time ago, so that was twelve years ago now. Um, but he's very typical male on the asd spectrum um of course looks different to a female on the asd spectrum i think for both of us johnny and i we've struggled with obviously all of these things that we've talked about in our volumes and um had our own experiences with it but because there's more than one of us in our household i kind of thought that was normal or neurotypical i didn't realize other people (laughs) didn't struggle with these kind of things but for me um, most people used to say I was like really hot-headed or had a short fuse. Uh, I was mean. I was a psycho. Um, mood disorder. Bipolar. My mind was sort of the opposite of all that. I was yeah, just like, so, I couldn't communicate properly. Airy fairy. Yeah, she doesn't pay attention. I was like intimidating or scary. <laughs> Um, really brutally honest, and I was um, quiet. <laughs> lots of people liked me at school, which is strange because I was at B I C C H. But I think that's because 
we learned how we were well, one, two, we went to so many different schools, but we learned, and I think that helped us mm. learn to be really sociable and know people. So you knew sort of how to work your environment. And your yeah, it kind of sounds manipulative, but it does. But it I, was I've, just I've so actually, that we could. I learned as a teenager, people like being treated badly. It, yeah. it, does that make me a dominatrix or? I don't know, but they don't like it when you're nice to them all the time. It feels fake. They prefer you when you're authentic and you tell the truth. Yeah, well, they and really I too find people aren't used to it, so it sort of it attracts them because they're not used like, to something. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's intriguing. I think I, I like it. Well, I, I don't know. I, I like that she speaks her mind. Anyway, um, that kind. Of, so that's what it, we look totally different to each other like uh, what we struggled with and what other people struggled with about us um but yeah obviously both have had a, it's had an impact on both of our lives with like anxiety depression um my meltdowns are like catastrophic like really bad like life-ruining meltdowns i have had as an adult um yeah. one was to the point where people said i had bipolar like people i say professionals said I it's likely that I had bipolar disorder type 2 with episodes of mania and psychosis but yeah. I've since learned now that I've been properly diagnosed and assessed it was a massive meltdown like <laughs> that was a meltdown yeah. life-changing um, lifestyle changing meltdown and I didn't know, yeah and I didn't know that a meltdown could look that bad because I was so yeah. unmanaged um, that it yeah. could reach that point. But now I do know. And yeah. um, tra- trauma can impact you and your meltdown, especially if you are someone that is struggling with all these things that we talked about in the volumes, but especially sensory overload and input um, and not understanding like me. That's the most distressing thing It's not understanding things like why like it drives me nuts like I, I, I will drive myself to the point like where i can't sleep and I, i'm like yeah like those conspiracy theorists we talked about with all those lines on the wall pointing to different things like i just i need to understand it but anyway um so that's happened for me and then johnny i know you struggled at different points with depression and um yeah Anxiety, sadness, melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll let you talk now. It started with Kalani, and obviously, we learned a lot from him. Like Mm. so much. It not and not just about autism, like about life and how to be and how to think, and that it could be different, and that we were different as a whole family. That he really just triggered. It was almost like he was meant to. It was like his purpose to be here. It was really. It's actually yeah. really cool in a way. But yeah. being alongside him and growing up, and then because he's a lot younger, so then we went into adulthood, and then growing up along, and then being alongside him uh, as he grew up, he asked a lot of questions, and I really understood what he was saying and how he was interpreting it. But yeah. no one, like my mum couldn't answer the way he needed to, but I could answer it like straight up. I just knew how his body felt. I knew yeah. what he was picturing in his head. I knew all the different options he was going through. And then I was starting to think, well, hang on, 
why am I thinking exactly like my brother who's he's autistic, got autism. diagnosed o- autism, but I don't have autism, but I'm and, like understanding far more than yeah, Johnny was can. really good at explaining things to him, but I was really good at just understanding him and letting him be and explaining yeah, whatever he needed to. Yeah. Explaining his thought processes to my sisters. Cause a lot of people don't understand a child with autism. They think they're rude or they're doing things on purpose. Arrogant, when, yeah. When you understand and you can explain it to other people. So, so it was kind of the same as Johnny um, for me. And he, he relates mo- the most to us as well. Yeah. Um, he feels safe because I think he gets it, that we understand. So, um, and mum picked up on that as well, that it was easier for us to, to um to talk with him or explain things or manage him than it was for other family members or people, just general people. Um, so, yeah, so we had that and there was, that was kind of like a little, hmm, maybe, but then you look at the literature <laughs> and then especially a decade All ago, it's, it's really based on males. It's very difficult to know even how you get assessed because you're assessing a child with a pediatrician. Like what do you even do when you're, over the age Adult, of yeah and then you're like well i'm fine aren't i but yeah, i got to i got to time, you're not fine. <laughs> you're not fine and i got to adulthood but oh i had this huge meltdown that ruined my life like but everyone has that right like you know no so everyone's oh, got a like a window i thought yeah, oh yeah oh like maybe <laughs> maybe i do have what they said i had and i have psychosis or you know yeah it's it's really confusing and because you have all these, you can have comorbidities, you can have two things, you know, you can have depression and ASD, you can have bipolar and ASD. Like, so, ugh, it's just confusing. But um, I think for Johnny, and I'll let her continue this, um, when she had her son Henley and he began displaying a lot of the same behaviours or similar behaviours to our brother and probably you know when he broke his leg and stuff and he had to go yeah. to the hospital and he didn't you know asd has its challenges with people letting strangers touch you and things so i think those different kind of things just it was time yeah, for highlighted I, yeah. I really need to get him support and just see if this is a thing or if it's not a thing yeah because you think obviously as a mother you're just biased you think your children are perfect no matter or beautiful or like or how they go through and I was like I struggled and I just because it was my first baby you just think oh well, I'm unprepared I'm mom yeah I that's just what we all go through right but looking back it's not what everyone goes through <laughs> no and he was it was a lot of a lot of hard work and then looking back to after my diagnosis looking back at myself on what my body went through based on yeah, all the autistic information now and what I know, I'm like, holy hell, like my body was probably just going, what are you doing? (laughs) And it makes so much sense now. And, and in the time I was just like, I'm fine. Like we're getting through, we're making it every day. Right. Like, but you shouldn't have to, just make it every day you should no, yeah, survive support it and thrive and you should, you should yeah you should be able to thrive and live your best life not just survive yeah. and scrape scrape through and this is a short interruption 
to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support, you can find me at maramacounseling.com. Be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed. Be sure to take advantage of my 20-minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't wait to work with you. Like from the outside looking in, I saw how stressed out you were. And like there were times where, like, you know, I drove to Gold Coast. So the first time Chris went back to work, you weren't alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johnny really felt Henley's pain. Like she was very empathetic towards him. And as first time, mum, you'll like that, but we're like a whole another level with Johnny and Henley because he was quite distressed a lot because of his sensory overload. I'm, I'm sure it is now. Um, mm. It was very intense for Johnny um, and, yeah, it was quite hard to watch from the outside looking in because I was like an hour away from you. It was I couldn't just pop around every afternoon yeah. for five minutes. And so, he um, didn't allow anyone to anyway. Like No, so when was, I come, it wasn't like I was taking him off you or anything. It was just, yeah, was just there just to hold space for there, you yeah. in case you so needed it was me. just never, yeah, a break or – and then, yeah, so it's really hard to explain – in the moment because you can't but looking it's back sad to say you compare but I did start comparing and going wait a second like other parents other moms aren't going through what I'm going through like yeah some are um, obviously a lot and you find your community and your people and you see oh thank god like I'm, I wasn't alone and I but remember yeah, you, you just think wait yeah. but are you tried to use that as a positive thing to go okay I'm more connected to him yeah, and maybe I do need to get some help with this. And, and I, I remember you said something to me once, like um, you were comparing yourself to me and how I coach differently with Dexter and um, as a mom and those big feelings. But looking back, Henley is, presents more like I do with his ASD, mm. like very yeah. agitated yeah, and... and Intense yeah. where you are like Dexter and you're airy fairy. So I kind of had Dexter who was intense and had sensory issues, but was airy fairy as well. Like not as intense as Henley, where poor you got a baby like me. So me, I'm used to myself and being intense, <laughs> like so intense. And then I get this little baby that's intense sometimes, but most of the time he's off with the fairies. Whereas poor you, yeah. like you're off with the fairies and then <laughs> you this, this intense little baby. Okay. So I was like, right oh. into it. <laughs> and I, it was like yeah. I tried to explain that to you at the time, but I don't know if you took it in or like understood what I was saying. You've but just yeah. so much fog too in that. Yeah, and now you can see. Like, yeah, you can so much. And I think that's why we like to help and share people so much because we know what it feels like when you can't see mm. and it's so lonely and, and intense and, and like intense and so hard it's like soul destroying and sucking like you feel like it's never going to end it and literally yes yeah so and then being autistic yourself it's like and you know they, they yeah and they tell you things like oh it's a lifelong disorder and you feel like it's forever like they don't tell you, yeah, but you learn coping strategies that you can take yeah, you forever you or you so can get support, support that teaches you how to deal with things better or you can do therapy that you've never tried before. So, of course, you're going to feel yeah. better than you currently feel. 
when they throw things at you like lifelong and you know severe or level three i'm like i don't feel like a person with a disability (laughs) if that's what you're classifying me as then yeah yeah. and and it is because i am i am suffering more distress or yeah or struggle than other people are facing all these terms and words when you go through the diagnosis so big didn't expect even though you're a smart person you're just like whoa but then yeah so we looked I went through having Henley and he was similar to Kalani and I thought I need to get help with Henley and then I got him diagnosed with pediatrician now family pediatrician and then I thought I realized through my mom we we learn a lot from our mom because she's done everything with Kalani as well how much support Mm -hmm. we can actually get in a diagnosis and um, Mm because I was always like I'm fine like Got doesn't matter for years it's just a name <laughs> yeah but you're like oh i actually get lots of matter. i get lots of fun yeah and i Why can do all the therapies i want to do my family yeah. yeah and you just tell yourself all this stuff like whether it's an excuse or and it could be it could be better. a demand avoidance too like, yeah so demand, demand yeah because it could be an ego it could be anything literally trauma anything but anyway, I seen how much I could get and I was like, you know what, let's just do these tests and see how they come out. And then answering the questions of these tests, <laughs> I was like, and it took me and my mom like days because she was just like, and by the end of it, she was just like, can you just answer the question? And I'm like, I don't get what the question's saying. And like, yeah, not so understanding the assessment. So just, yeah. yeah, doing the questionnaire was like, I knew then I was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and that was I'm doing like Henley. Yeah. Was that doing Henley's and then, then doing That was own. Henley's, yeah. And then because in Henley's I was asking Chris and he's like, What don't you get about the question? Like things <laughs> like that. And I'm like, what are they asking? Like, you know what I mean? Like they're not saying times, they're not saying when, like sometimes years, sometimes it but you don't meant to think like that, you just need to answer the question. But I don't yeah, and that, like anyway, that was a big like wake up yeah ding 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 so the assessment for asd it covers have you do you do this now or as a child have you ever done this so it's your whole life yeah it does so um yeah yeah it can be stuff that you used to do but now you've learned the coping mechanism or you're masking now so it it can be confusing but it's really involved it's a very big process it's not like um and this is i get a bit frustrated with people so because they think that are oh, you just pretending to be autistic or it's easy to go get a diagnosis from someone um it's not yeah it's almost like because you've gotten through to the other side almost people are like oh well well you don't look how they think an autistic person should look uh, yeah that's the most i get like i'm not gonna say who obviously but a friend of a friend. I won't say who, and, but and you know. Like, yeah, you, you know if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, so someone else told them, and they were like, but Johnny went to university. That was their answer to the whole story. So many people and they were autism? like, go to university. Yeah, Just and me. then. The person who have you heard of temporal grounding and that's their preconception itself and that that response of just yeah has just sat with me ever since yes and like it can be professional people too like doctors have said to me yeah sure 
I'm like, I went to a clinical psychologist and did all the tests. I can hand you my report and you can read through it if you like. Like, just because I don't look like what you think it looks like in your head, in your preconception and your connotation of what autism is, doesn't mean that I'm not. And you're not a doctor that specializes in autism or a psychologist that specializes in autism in females, by the way. Like, yeah, well, same with when Henry broke his leg and mm. I said he's, like, just so you know, he screams very loud. He's not going to be okay. Like, I know most children are not okay, but he mm. is not going to be okay as soon as you – you're not even going to touch him. As just near him. And he was, like, just confused. I'm like, because he's autistic, so he has – he doesn't like to be touched on. And he was like, he's just a normal child. He's not autistic. Like, that's oh. what he said to me. And I was like – and even um, for Johnny, like, because because of the way Henley acted, like, flinching away with professionals because he's autistic, they thought Johnny and Chris abused Henley because they thought yeah. he was normal and not autistic because he didn't fit their perception of an and autistic he child. Good, and he was cute and he was polite and he was responding to questions. Yeah. And they were talk. like, oh, his social aversion is because you guys abuse him and neglect him, not because... He has ASD. Like, how rude is that? Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad, and it was it was very traumatic. And I think if you can take any advice, is like if you've got a feeling, you should just get them looked at. I always explain to people, yeah, like specialists and doctors. Yes, they are special and specialists and doctors, but they're still human as well. Yes, and if you have yes, if you have a gut feeling and you think your child needs help or support, you continue until you, you get that continue. help and support yeah. like they are just and you you, as you well stand you yes to not to listen and you to stand or to go to someone else you stand in their corner and you advocate because that is your job as and a parent. they don't have a voice yeah and they i have learned that so much being the parent of jacks who not only has asd but has a congenital heart defect who's had open heart surgery if i don't advocate for him who's going to because they'll just do whatever they want to him they'll give him whatever drugs they want they don't care if that drug's going to impact his asd even more and put him backwards even more if i don't say no is there something else you can try no one is i'm not going to yeah, go and yes and you're better than me I believe yeah, everything you say. Take this sort of advice as like Possibly. you're being controlling or arrogant, or you. Do, but it's not. You can do it respectfully, and you can do it. So uh, you're educating yourself. So that yes, you can exactly. Make I always ask them to. Can you please explain that to me and the reason why you would like to do that and what other options yeah, there and are. And then you can choose yourself. It's not because you want to prove a point or you don't believe. You're, in yeah, it, or you're a control freak. Or anything. Yeah, you literally just and want to know in yourself I, that it's comfortable. Yes, decision. and I think that is a superpower of my ASD is wanting to know everything, to understand everything yeah. completely. <laughs> it is um, really good for our children. <laughs> because, like, hello, I have done so much research on anything that has to do with my child that I know what I'm talking about. So they know when they see me at the hospital, oh, it's that. It's that lady that knows everything. Do not argue with her. Yeah, it's empowering. It, it can yeah. be exhausting, but back yourself always and research, research, research. They cannot argue with you yeah. if you've done your research. And, and it's you... okay if someone, including a doctor or specialist, is going to have a different opinion to you. That's okay. Yeah. You can choose don't, to yeah. go to someone else. 
Yes, and you don't have to. But you, it's also okay on the flip side of that. It's also okay to change your mind if they present you with enough information that yeah, really, definitely. truly, authentically makes sense to you and you feel good about it. It's okay to That's go, great. okay, amazing, you've, changed, yeah. you've changed my mind. And I, I want your realize. support. Yeah. yeah. But exactly. it's always ask for clarification. If you do not understand, just ask them to explain it in a different way. That's their job. Yeah. Like yeah. they're, and they're not even meant to sign off on things until they know that you understand. So make sure you ask them. Don't feel like you're being stupid or it's a dumb question. Yeah, it's not. It's literally so you can feel Just clarify. You and, and your child. And if you have questions, write them down, like before you go to your appointment, um, which I have learned to do so badly through all the cardiology reviews and stuff about Jax's heart. If I have a question at home, I have a notepad and I go and write it in there. So next time I have a cardiology review, I can ask him that question in person. Yeah, that's um, and I'll even ask him questions that I've already asked the cardiology team. So um, if you have a child with a heart problem, yeah, you can so call you their can cardiology team and call, talk to the nurse. And then if you're not quite happy with her answer or if you want to check that it's correct, ask him, the cardiologist, the pediatric cardiologist at your next appointment. And then you can even ask the surgeon, like, don't just stop at one answer. Like, make sure it all correlates. That's the same. Yeah, and you feel you're, comfortable. That's my okay. big thing in, in mm. advice is me, make sure you feel comfortable. And you feel okay. In anything. Yeah, you feel okay. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's not just for Jackson, his medical stuff. It's also for Jackson, his ASD stuff, or for Henley and his ASD stuff, or for yourself and your own yeah. stuff. Like, I don't care if the doctor thinks I'm not autistic. I know because I've gone to a clinical psychologist who specializes in women with ASD. Yeah, and I've done an assessment. I have lived my own life. I've done all these podcasts. You can tell that we know what we're talking about. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. just really back yourself always and get support that you need and deserve. You deserve support. This has been part three of volume three, Conversations About ASD with Johnny Chiara. I have split this conversation, this volume for ease of listening, but part four will be up shortly for your listening pleasure. This concludes this episode of the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast from Maramar Counseling. I'm Pakala Kiara and I hope you enjoyed listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future. And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.